This is Darren Hunter here and welcome to the BDM Coach podcast show where BDM Coach experts Michael Sands and Dennis Yusuf show you how you can become effective BDMs. Now also for 40 ways to grow your rent roll, we've put together a free book, The PM Lead Secrets. All you've got to do is pay for shipping. Go to pmleadsecrets.com. That's pmleadsecrets.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into our podcast, just want to do a quick shout out for Inspection Manager. What an amazing inspection app platform that they have. And they're really excited at the moment with their tenant assisted routine inspections, where your tenants in the convenience of their own time frame and in the convenience of their rental property, they can be getting you through the app inspections, um, their own inspection or their own photos that they've done. Now this is going to help you, particularly if you're in lockdown, but what we've also found as businesses have come out of lockdown, um, they've found that perhaps they can do maybe one or even two of these inspections a year aside from scheduling their normal routine inspections. The next step really, go and have a demo, have a look for yourself and make a decision where this could actually work for you too. So go to inspectionmanager.com, request a demo and check it out. Hi everyone, it's Dennis Yusuf here from Inspired Growth Training and this is the BDM Coach Podcast Show. And once again, we've got the honour of having Mr. Darren Hunter on board with us here. Darren, we are becoming a a, a great pair as per usual on this um this podcast show. I don't want Michael getting jealous. I mean, Michael is so busy. You and Michael have been doing all these podcasts without me. So I feel like I'm getting something back. Well, Dennis, you and I know all of our podcasts. Um, we put loads and loads of content into them. We are content trainers. We don't ever want anything on fluff or anything. We want good deliverables, stuff that's really relevant and content that makes people want to come back for more. Mm. And today, I just felt that we've, we've touched on a, a several podcasts so far on fee scripts, on five different ways to beat cheaper agents. Um, that was really, really good. Um, and I'm, I'm still not finished. I don't think uh, I've probably got several more podcasts I want to do with you. Uh, around fees, um, because fees are so important, Dennis. I mean, what are some of the messages that you're getting out there? I mean, is, you know, what sort of feedback are you getting from people out there with discounting going on out there in the marketplace? What are you hearing? Oh, Darren, it's it's a a common occurrence that I'm hearing everywhere. People I'm speaking to in America, Australia, New Zealand, UK, um, everyone is talking about like cheap fees, fee reductions. It's interesting because I'll have a conversation with somebody and, and they're like, oh, you know, in my marketplace at the moment. And I'm like, um, appreciate it's your marketplace, but it's actually happening everywhere. Yeah, you're correct. Your town or city, right? Or your region or your state. It's everywhere that it's going on. The, the pandemic certainly has um, so many properties have gone to sales or owners moving back in, but there's been so much movement that, you know, and agents simply don't know how to negotiate and they're freaking out and they're stressing and they think that dropping their fees is a form of um, point of difference. And and I'm sure we're going to be covering this today. So let's just, uh, everyone, let's dispel a couple of myths here. One, Mm -hmm. 
your market's no different from anywhere else. Every market has crazy discounts or aggressive agents in every marketplace doing stupid things, pulling the fees down, spoiling the market. But in every marketplace, Dennis, there's also the quality agents doing quality fees in just about every marketplace. And so, you know, the point is the, the, the quality agents getting their fees and the cheap agents are getting their fees. But one is able to operate profitably and the other one is probably just barely surviving um, and not able to pay their staff properly and, and all the problems that go with it. You know, it's a bit like, Dennis, you know, you think about the pack, you know, you've got so many agents discounting, 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 discounting. And, um, you know, it, it, it's like pizza. You know, I remember I worked in the Pizza Hut when I was 16, 15 years of age. Um, I would uh, help cut the pizzas and deliver them to the tables and things like that. And I remember pizzas are like $25, $30, even $40 back then in the 80s, you know, for a medium-sized, large-sized thin crust or a pan-sized pizza, right, at Pizza Hut. If you remember Pizza Hut days, they were great. And um, But, Dennis, what happened? You know, what happened? Well, the, the world of pizza in a restaurant, sitting down in a restaurant to eat pizza, then went to takeaway, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Pizza Haven, Pizza Hut, um, and, you know, and I remember being in Pizza Hut and, you know, people talking about that one day people would just want to order online and get it home delivered. And I thought, that's weird. Are they going to come to the restaurant? But, of course, as you know, the restaurants went by the, the wayside um, and delivery took over. Um, and then what happened? Domino's hit the market. And what happened to, what happened to the prices? Yeah, they, they dropped. There was actually one before Domino's. There was actually um, Eagle Boys, remember? And then yeah, Domino's yeah. bought Eagle Boys out. Like There was two of them going at the same time, right? Hey, yeah, yeah, there Eagle was. Eagle Boys came, Domino's came. They were, like, really taking over. Then Domino's bought Eagle Boys out. I didn't really realize that Eagle Boys got bought out by Domino's. But anyway, mm. what happened is that the price got threatened, the prices went down. Um, but now what's happened, Dennis, is that all these cheap pizzas has resulted in a lesser quality product. And then you want a really, really, really good pizza. Well, what's happened? They got quality pizza bars, you know, now started up with quality pizzas. Yep. And you go in there and you'll pay three times, four times more for a quality pizza with quality quality ingredients on it, well-cooked, you know, or wood-fired oven. Gourmet, wood-fired, like a lot, you know. So now the pack mentality, all that cheapness came in, is now born the, the more expensive pizza, quality pizza, and so too in property management, everybody. Please, you just got to understand, you want to be a quality agent out there charging quality fees. And so what I want to focus on, everyone, I hope you've got my book, PM Fee Script Secrets. It really is the handbook on how to overcome discounting in your market. There are several more, more really important sections in the book that you need to read. Well, the first part, of course, is um, all about the mindset. Uh, and then we go through the fee laws, which I'm going to touch on today. But then it goes through 51 scripts on how to overcome just about every fee objection that you'll get to do with your management fee, to do with your leasing fee, your marketing fee, your routine inspection fee, your fee, your fee, your fee. Your fee. And there's so many, and then it goes into a library of 34 fees and fee packages charged across Australia, New Zealand, and the United States with what agents are getting for them, the minimum and maximum amounts that we've seen charged for those fees. So get your hands on the book. All you got to do is pay shipping. Just go to PM Fee Scripts, 
secrets.com that's pmp script secrets.com or just go to the write-up of this podcast whether you saw it on itunes or spotify or on our website in the write-up paragraph for this episode i'll put in the pmp script secrets.com link in there as well but just pay shipping um the book is free let's move on dennis so we want to talk about seven fee laws now i've actually written 11 but there's seven fee laws that are related to getting better fees with new clients and the Four remaining ones are to do with if we're increasing our fees with current clients. But mm -hmm. we're just going to focus on the seven fee laws for new clients and new business and winning the best fees in the market to be the most expensive. All righty. So, um, of course, there's a lot more teaching around this. And Dennis, we've already talked about doing a two-day event, possibly, um, you know, later on in the year, just two days on how to get the best fees in the marketplace. There's a whole two days of training just on that. So, so much to cover down. Like, I mean, I, I looked at the list that we we're putting together that you had actually sent through. And you've only got me for like one and a half sessions for two days, which is the complete opposite of what we basically did for the, the, the growth boot camp that we've done in, you know, in almost three countries. So it's interesting. I, I could easily, easily add some more content to it, but what do you take out? Mm, mm. Like from the list, it's great. You know, there's a lot of really good content that, that's going to, you know, that's going to go in. All right, let's talk about these seven fee laws. So firstly, understand these are laws not that I've invented or created, simply that I've discovered. So Sir Isaac Newton discovered the law of gravity. He didn't invent it. He just realized that when he was sitting under an apple tree one day and the apple dropped and it dropped at an accelerated rate, he realized there was something that's making this happen. I need to explore it. And of course, he discovered the law of gravity. And so these are fee laws that if you, you just need to understand them and then make them work in your favor they can definitely work against you if you break the laws or don't abide by them but if you work by them they will work in your favor these are rock solid like the law of gravity now firstly straight off the cuff let's talk about the uh the fee law of price focus now dennis this is something where there's a lot of agents out there that actually say, well, you know, Dennis, you don't know my market. All I've got is owners that care about cheap fees in this market. Well, here is what I've got to say about that, is that if we don't put in strong points of difference, now, you can say how you're different from your competitors, but if you don't actually come up with a point of difference, it actually means something is relevant and hits the hot button of your prospective client. It's just noise. It's no different. I mean, Dennis- Exactly the same, right? Yeah, I mean, our secret fee shopper, and if you're actually interested in, in the adventures that we've been on with our secret fee shopping, just go to our podcast, Secret, uh, secret Shopper Files. That's Secret Shopper Files. Um, and we've done podcasts on secret shopping that we've done in Phoenix or in Florida and Orlando or in Melbourne, Auckland, Wellington, Adelaide. Go on, and so, yeah, go and, go and check out that podcast because we're just talking about all the awful things that have happened when we've secret shop businesses, all the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the things that you shouldn't do as an agency. So, Dennis, um, what are some of the typical points of difference that people think is a difference? But what, what, are, the, what are some of the things you've, you, we've heard? One of my favourite ones that I hear people say, and, you know, Michael and I often talk about this when we're presenting, is, you know, X amount of years of experience, which, you know, when you think about it, 
you know, Darren, I may have a, let's say it's yourself, Michael, and, and I that own three separate real estate offices. You know, my staff, it's a combined experience of 32 years. But Darren Hunter has gotten a combined experience of 58 years. And Michael Sands might have a combined experience of two years, right? Just because Darren has got more years experience doesn't necessarily mean you're better. Is that 49 years of bad experience and you go to tribunal 50 times a year or and you've got one year of good experience? Like, it's not a point of difference. It's showing that you've been around for a long time, you know, so then, again, there's better wording. But it's not a point of difference. It's certainly not, not something that stands out or impresses, is it, Dennis? So I think first... No, it shows longevity of business. Another one is zero tolerance of renteries. I mean, if you Google zero tolerance of renteries and you'll find every single real estate office in the world that might say that, you know. Um, we offer yeah. peace of mind or we offer, you know, or, or verbally they say, well, we're different because we offer better customer service but not able to elaborate in any substance in a way that's going to impress the prospective clients so um you know dennis we've heard some crazy stuff on the phone we've seen you know when we've done the secret shopping the i think the craziest point of difference i heard was a person says oh we're different because my boss won some award two years ago or something um it's like wow you know people are really pulling at straws there um can, can i say something controversial darren Am I allowed to say something controversial? Well, it depends. And if if I don't like it, I'll just delete it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've got these companies that hand out 8,000 awards, you know, and there's only 3,000 agents. Uh, Agent agent of the street. (laughs) Year awards. I mean, look. Uh, look, I, I think it's great that people are out there and, and, and they're showing that they've got the right systems and procedures, you know, for awards. But um, when there's so many awards that are handed out around Australia, for example, um, it's not really a point of difference. It loses, it gets cheap and loses its value. Yeah. Everyone's got one. If you've won mm-hmm. a of the hour uh, award, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just possibly not going to work but just very quickly everyone because we've got to get on with this and dennis i feel like a two-part is coming all right so it could be we're very good at this <laughs> um okay so with the with the with the price focus is that the the difference your point of difference has to tap into um what the owner cares about and right now if they've got an empty property coming up they care about getting the best rent the best tenant in the fastest possible time just like in sales dentists they want the best price in the fastest possible time um you know that's what performance is if it's an owner that's had his fingers burnt with another agency um because of bad communication well they're more interested in how you're going to look and look after them and love them so, you know, what's going to appeal to them at that time is what directly is a solution to their pain, their need, their problem, or what they're struggling with, or what they are losing sleep about right now. If that when their head hits a pillow at night, if they're stressing around and got anxiety about 
um, you know, the best rent or they want the best tenant because they're scared about getting the tenant from hell or whatever. You need to be aware of that and your point of differences need to speak right to that. So if they can see that they're going to get a solution to their property management problem much better with your agency, well, now you're going to stand out with your point of difference. But here is my point. The law of price focus simply says if you fail to offer any effective point of difference that makes a difference to your prospective client, then if you fail to offer that difference proactively, now your fee is going to go into focus reactively. And yeah. so when now we get um, agents saying, oh, Dennis, you know, oh, we got so many cheap fee owners, all they do is ask for discounts. Well, maybe you've got no effective points of difference in place. So you've simply painted a target on your back because now owners are reactively forcing or wanting a point of difference from you because you haven't proactively provided one. So therefore, you've simply become a fee uh, discount request magnet, all righty? And you've actually um, encouraged it. So to, to, to overcome the law of price focus, you've got to have some solid points of difference. Now, for us at the moment, we haven't got time to go through them. We know we teach them at Lead Machine Bootcamp. We've got full um, several hours of training in our IGT exclusive membership. You, if you want a, a demonstration on that, just email us on office at igtmail.com. Be happy to set up a demonstration. But very, very quickly, they could be property owner handbooks or they could be using tenant handbooks. You could be sending out your pre-listing email template. Um, your, yeah, your pre-listing email template. You've also got your SMS video um, introductions as well. You've got um, proof statements, um, and on and on and on it goes. There's around about 10 effective ones that we teach. And you only have to have, uh, well, having the 10 there, you're simply now standing out radically from your competitors. All right, next one, the law of the fee lid. So Dennis, this one here, um, I have to start with letting everybody know the law of the fee lid. I've got some bad news for everybody. Yeah, look, Darren, it's pretty drastic news too. Pretty bad news is that the fees mm. that you're charging now, whether it's your management fee at a certain percentage or your leasing fee at a certain rate, your marketing fees or your routine inspection fees or anything like that, well, um, the bad news is that's the very, very best you can do. And you can't do any better. Otherwise, you would be. So what is the restriction in place? It's the law of the fee lid. Your mindset lid is the maximum that you can take your fees to. And so we're going to be really, really, really aware about this fee lid thing. And let me tell you, Dennis, a story. A number of years ago, I got a call from an owner, a business owner in, a, in an agency, and he called me up and he said, Darren, my name's Suction Suction. I'm a, I'm a sales principal. Well, what did he say, Dennis, by saying I'm a sales principal? Well, straight away, he's saying that his focus is sales. Right, he, he's already laid the law down yep. straight up saying, Look, I don't care about property management because my focus is sales. Yep. That's basically what he said straight away. Yeah, and it and it doesn't understand property management. So he's put a property manager in yep. there, he doesn't understand. It. And what's actually happening in this agency? He called me, he said, Darren, a year ago we had 300 properties, keys, doors. Now we've got 350. So you'd think that we're getting more in fee income, but in fact, our fee income has gone backwards. It's gone backwards, Darren. And I can't understand it. I can't get any straight answers from my property manager. Can you come in and do an investigation? I said, for sure. So I went in there and had a look at their fee income. And sure enough, 
their property numbers and their business has gone up, but their, their, their fee income has gone backwards. This is bizarre. It should be going up as well. So um, I started asking some questions and very quickly, Dennis, I worked out the property manager who was employed coincidentally only a year ago. Um, uh, she said that um, um, she actually believed that the fees that she was asked to charge when she started there were ripoff. And so ah, yeah. what the fees of the agency was charging up to that point was higher than her mindset fee lid. And so because the, the law of the fee lid is fees will always get adjusted to what your fee lid is. So in this case, the fees were adjusted down. Um, and so for all new business, she was charging a lesser management fee, half a leasing fee, half a lease renewal fee. Um, and even for um, management agreement clients, you know, when they're new, even though they were maybe getting charged a, a full leasing fee, when their tenancy came up, in a year's time to re, you know, to to find a new tenant, she was then adjusting those fees down as well. The law of the fee lid, Dennis. You can't break it. You can't change it. And so, because then all fees are being adjusted to what she believed they were worth, um, because of her law of the fee lid in action, um, then what happened was um, we had to free up her future. There's nothing we could do. She was killing the business because of yeah. the law. They lead. She wasn't willing to change. So that then leads on, Dennis. That's the law of the fee lid is that our lid or our mindset. And so, Dennis, if I get up in front of you, want to hear, you want to hear what the fee lid sound like. It actually makes a noise. You want to hear what the noise is. So if I can find my noise effects. Um, no, I can't. I'll tell you. What. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So if I get up on stage and I've got a room full of people and I say, did you know you can be getting better fees in your marketplace? You could be charging this. You could be charging this for your leasing fee. You could be charging that for your lease renewal fee. You should be charging for a routine inspection fee, blah, 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 blah. You know what the sound it sounds like? But, Darren, our owners have been with us 10 years. They'd hate us if we did that. <laughs> and, and you can hear another noise. But, Darren... That won't work here. We've only got cheap owners in the area. And here is another noise. But, Darren, but, but. And so, Dennis, all the big butts. The big butts get in the, the way, butt. don't they? Everyone's got a big butt, all right? And so if you've got a big butt, that's your mindset lid, the law of the fee mm. lid, all right? I do love it when you say it, Darren, because when I know that you're, you're about to, you know, um, bring this up, I often will walk towards the front of the room so I can look back and look at all the facial expressions. And you see people moving in their seats and getting uncomfortable and, you know. <laughs> the law of the thing that is simply your limit of what you believe to be true. And mm. you, as a human being, you cannot do anything or charge anything that you don't believe you can do. And so that is your limit. Everyone's got a fee lead, all righty? My job is to lift that fee lead and break it, all right? And only mindset coaching can actually do that. And, and Dennis, let me tell you a quick story. Let me tell you how we broke the fee lead. I've been training... Um, a, a, an agency in Auckland at the moment. And, uh, you know, we've got a property manager there. She's been a while, uh, been there a while, and we wanted to teach them about how to charge routine inspection fees. Um, but when we, when we won, determined that a routine inspection with drive time, booking time, do the inspection, do the work generated because you showed up for the property, um, then, um, and then getting the report ready sent to an owner, it's at least an hour. In fact, they said it's probably going to take them an hour and a half. 
No, everyone, it's not 15 or 20 minutes, all righty? And so what were they worth per hour? So I started going through, um, and, they, and they said, oh, we're probably going to be, we had to charge at our agency hourly rate. It's probably going to be about $60. And I said, oh, how much does your cleaner charge? And I said, oh, about mm-hmm. that. What about a gardener? About that. A handyman or a bit more? Electrician, $80. Plumber, $90. Geek to come in and fix a computer, $150. And up and up and up and up and up and up. And then we looked at how many properties they were managing. And I said, so you're telling me you're managing nearly $400 million of other people's assets, nearly half a billion dollars of other people's assets. And you're telling me your alley rate is about that of a cleaner? You should have seen their face. It dropped. Oh my goodness me! I said, yeah, you're right. And then so we thought we felt then that from sixty it goes from sixty dollars bang probably up to around about two hundred or so compared, you know, to other services. And so the point that they made suddenly when I said, well, you know, if an owner is happy to pay one hundred and twenty dollars to fix a leaky tap from a plumber, or pay a hundred bucks dentist to check a smoke alarm, he's not going to have a problem in paying $99 for a professional routine inspection. All right. Now, again, if you, you know, if, if the owner then says, well, why are you charging me a routine inspection fee when the when all your competitors aren't charging? Well, I've got the script for that in the book. People, there's a response for everything. Okay. This one's a really easy one, but not just that fee, there's all these others. So get the PMP script secrets book. So that's the, that's the law of the fee lid, Dennis, is that what you believe to be true. And of course, to then break the, the fee lid, we've got to then implement the law of the better fee. Mm. Generally, I find without coaching, without training, you can't break the law of the fee lid. You need to challenge people's mindsets, just like I did before on that hourly rate thing. And that particular property manager was going into the boss and saying, there's no way I'm worth a cleaner. And, and they, were, they then suddenly saw that charging a $99 routine inspection fee was in fact dirt cheap and a discounted rate compared to what they should be charging. And so suddenly they saw a whole different way of looking at it. So now, just like the law of gravity, Dennis, you can't beat the law of gravity. But if I went down to the local junk scrapyard um, and got some, you know, quality pieces of metal out and, you know, got a, made a one into a fuselage and put a wing on it and, and I, I put some aerodynamics on it. I knew what I was doing. I might be able to then put together an aircraft um, that can then possibly, that, that then will be able to, once it's flying, will be able to then, by using the law of aerodynamics, overcome the law of gravity. So the good news is the law of the fee lid can actually be overcome with the law of the better fee. And it's very simple. The law of the better fee are two things. Number one, you've got to know that you're worth it. So by explaining that story about the cleaner and the hourly rate and the plumber who charges 120 bucks for a leaky tap and blah, 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 blah. Suddenly that property manager went from thinking, well, we're only worth 60 bucks an hour and our offer services to, well, hang on, we're worth a hell of a lot more than that. Her conviction changed, Dennis. Mm. Level of belief of what can be achieved was simply changed by a simple story. And so now she goes, yeah, we're absolutely worth that. And we should be charging it. And suddenly her knowingness or I need to charge this, we should be charging it, her conviction, her belief. And here is my point. If you believe it, your clients will too. 
All right, so you've got to get your belief and conviction that we should be charging X fee. All right, the next thing we've got to get right is we've got to know how to respond. So for example, if we, um, with that, going back to that routine inspection, the owner said, well, hang on, why are you charging me a $99 routine inspection fee when all of your, when there's no other agent in the area that charges for it? And Mr. Smith, thanks for bringing that up. Um, you know, when we get properties transferred to us and owners are really, really upset, you know what they're usually upset about? It's about the property condition. And usually the routine inspection hasn't been done regularly enough, hasn't been done thoroughly enough, or simply hasn't been done at all. And the owner is in a lot of pain, a lot of financial problems. It can cost hundreds, if not thousands of dollars if the property isn't monitored. That typically happens with the agents. Don't charge for it, Mr. Smith. They either no value it or low value it. And so you don't want to be going with an agency that has a no fee on a routine inspection because as you know, you get what you pay for. So before you know it, Dennis, we've one, believe it, we're worth it. And two, we've now been able to justify it with a reasonable response. And yes, everyone, that script I just gave is actually in the book. So get the PM fee script secrets um, uh, at .com. And you can apply that that belief of getting a um, law of the better fee with every fee. If you're looking at any new fee, you can apply that and you'll be able to get that. If you know you should be charging it and then know how to explain it, you'll do great. So Dennis, I reckon... Darren, you know, like all of the things that you've just brought up and you've just been on a roll. <laughs> oh no, I haven't even... Like, I've got to wait for you to grab a drink of water so I can get my word in, but... You, you're actually saying it with conviction. You, you know this works. I know this works. Michael knows this works. Every single person that we have put, um, you know, uh, done some fee maximization work into their marketplace, it has worked. I mean, Darren, you know, you've had conversations with um, BDMs that, um, um, you know, we've started training uh, and they're struggling to get, you know, um, their current fees over the line, then you step in and have a conversation with them. Not only do you give them the um, confidence to get those full fees, you also increase those full fees. Yep. Multiple times, you know, I, I've stolen one of your scripts, you know, when I interview people and I talk to them and, and I'm asking them questions about, you know, why we should be looking at having them as a coaching client. I ask them, you know, do you believe you're the best in the area? And a majority of the time they say yes. And I've already done my basic fee analysis because I'm also looking at the annual income it's bringing in. So I know how many extra properties I've got to help them get per month just to cover our investment. And out of that percentage, you know, when a good 80% will say yes, they're actually not the most expensive in the area. Yeah. So I challenge them on like what you've done and you've said to some of our current clients that are getting top fees now, if you believe you're the best, you should be charging the best. Why aren't you, you know, because your fees aren't representing that you're the best in the area. You know, like, you know, I mean, I've just bought a new car. I couldn't negotiate and say, well, hang on a minute, the Ford Falcon and the Holden dealership down the road is selling the same car with the same features, just got a different badge on it. What do you think that car dealership was going to say to me? Mm. <laughs> they can say with conviction that they have got a better vehicle, 
There's so much more pride in the dealership, in the workmanship of the vehicle, the comfort of the vehicle, et cetera, and, and I'll have no hope. And, and that same conviction, just like you're selling, not selling, just like you're saying, it's got to be the same. I mean, Dane, we've worked in agencies without being racist. I'm a wog. I can say this. For those people outside of Australia, you know, a wog is somebody that's family's not from it's a country of origin that you're living in. You know, my family's from Cyprus and Turkey. And, you know, I used to be called a wog. And, and those people from other countries, they can be really, really Scrooges with things and money and not want to spend money. And you've worked in some of the most difficult suburbs in Melbourne, right, in Australia. I've worked with all cultures and, you know, mm. we're not going to get into that at the moment, but, you know, culture does determine the way people think and it shapes how we're grown up, you know. So, you know, money is very important in just every culture. It's, it has difference of importance as well. Um, and so, you know, culture is a very important thing. So, uh, you know, moving right along, um, Dennis, you know, when we, we, we're doing this sort of coaching, we're typically seeing, you know, agencies doing two, two and a half thousand dollars a year in total fee income. And you need to know your numbers. If you don't know what your total fee income is per property per year, you know, work it out. Um, but, um, you know, we're, we're taking people up that extra 500 to a thousand dollars a year per property typically. And so if you've got a, like a, a 500 property rent roll, well, that's anywhere from $250,000, an extra $500,000 per mm. year. You know, that's a lot of money, you know, so you really should have a look at this. And I invite everyone, you know, to get in contact with me. If you want to look at your fees and how to get better fees, is it possible in your agency? I say yes. Unless you're offering really bad service, um, then the answer is yes. And just e email me, darren at igtmail.com. Just reach out to us or just go to inspiredgrowthtraining.com, contact us. And uh, it, uh, my executive assistant, Bev, will set you up a, a half an hour Zoom session with me. Let's have a chat. Let's pull apart your fees and let's have a look and see what it, it, is, it, it can be done. But an extra $500 minimum generally is what I work with. So if you've got 100 properties, well, there's an extra 50 grand a year. Yeah. Uh, that's what can be achieved by speaking to me. So, And imagine uh, the training you could put in place for earning that extra income, Darren, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's what we're going to be doing. So, look, just moving everyone, we, we are going to finish off this podcast and move to part two um, because, Dennis, you know what we're like. We've got a good um, amount of teaching. We push it into a second podcast. So, guys, I'm just going to continue on with the last four uh, fee laws around getting better fees of new clients. Um, just as good as the three of the law of the price focus, the law of the fee lid, and then the law of the better fees. So, um, some great teaching there. I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. Um, yeah, Darren, awesome work. Thanks for coming on board again. Look forward to part two um, for this uh, particular podcast. And what a series that we are generating here for the BDM podcast show. We've got so much more content to go. This is an awesome topic to cover because people are always about, you know, being a BDM is about lead generation, but um, there's no use doing lead generation if you haven't got the right fees in place and you know how to convert them. And we have done a session on conversion as well. So people can go back a handful of episodes. I think we did 12 ways how to close um, the deal. Mm. Um, let's not forget about our IGT Inner Circle, Darren. People can jump in there if they've got any questions about this as well. Um, simply go to Inspired Growth Training Facebook page. Make sure you like and follow the page and click to join community.
or join group, answer those questions and we'll get you in. There's a lot of questions around fees and um, conversions in there as well. All right. Well, well done, Dennis. And we'll see you in the next podcast episode. Thank you. Take care.